Hey, this is Louisiana Sister Squad Podcast, where we bring you real information to enhance your truther lifestyle. I'm Katie. And I'm Tammy. Welcome Welcome to to the the show. show. The truth train doesn't stop here. Did you know that you can connect with us and our guests further? Join us on the uncensored platform, Telegram for live chats and Q&A with our guests. Hope to see you there. On today's episode of Louisiana Sister Squad podcast, we will be speaking with biochemistry and molecular biology expert, Obi. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. All right, so my name is Obi. People call me O. And I am from the great Republic of Texas. I've studied biological sciences for the last nine years. I've I work in a pharmacy. I do tutor children in STEM and I am a salesperson. So that's what I do for money. So I'm not out here begging for money or anything like that. You know, everything is holistic. You got to look at the whole picture. You know, everything, every quote unquote system is a part of a whole machine, you know, and that goes from the body to society. You know, even, even when I'm fixing cars, that's another thing I like to do. I love to fix cars. I love machines. You know, sometimes the problem in a car is, is not what you're actually seeing. It's actually like another part. And, you know, the dysfunction is being transferred to a part downstream. We're seeing a lot about viruses right now, obviously. So I was wondering, can you give us a, a inside look at what exactly is a virus? And what is the roadmap to someone feeling sick from a virus? Okay, so a virus, according to science, is a intracellular parasite. (laughs) And what that is, is um, some inanimate protein will get into your bloodstream. And, you know, so it's kind of the whole cause and effect, you know, causation versus correlation. You just relate it to your everyday life. You know, they say that a common cold is caused by, by coronaviruses. So, you know, they say that these things mutate so rapidly at a rapid pace, but you know, we've all been around people that have had colds and we could all recall times where we were around these people that had colds and we did not catch a cold. And I don't, I don't understand, you know, why, why science kind of the science books, they leave out these, these quote unquote anomalies and, and whatnot, and they don't, they don't study them. You know, it's always, it's always like the small minority that they kind of like make a rule for. And, you know, if you're doing that in any, in any other aspect of life, you know, that's kind of stupid, just for lack of better words. So when it comes to symptoms, do you typically get the symptoms whenever the viral protein explodes? When the cell quote unquote bursts, you know, that's, that's basically, you know, a micro form of death inside your body. So what that's going to do is that's going to, that's going to activate, you know, your internal defenses to, you know, to go check out what's going on. Okay. It's going to be like, well, is, is there a foreign, is there a foreign invader here or, or, or something like that? So your main line of defense in your body are macrophages and all that means is like a big eater cell. So what a macrophage will do is it will 
it will kind of like patrol your tissues and it will engulf and digest and break apart any kind of foreign invader or anything like that. So as far as the symptoms being felt when, when the cell bursts, anytime there's cell death or cell dysfunction, that's when you're going to get symptoms. And when there's cell dysfunction or cell death or cell injury, that's when you're going to get inflammation. And when there's inflammation, that's where you're going to get mucus. And when you get mucus, that's where you get snot running down your nose. So yeah, that's understandable because with my personal journey with breast implant illness, having a foreign object in my body, my body didn't like it. And over time, it just got broken down. My body got broken down more and more and more. And then towards the end, like the last nine months, it was like my symptoms were really extreme. The inflammation in my face was just ungodly. Um, yeah, so that makes total sense the way you explained it. Did you get silicone? I did have silicone, but it doesn't matter because they're all silicone on the outside. And the silicone and breast implants are made up of things like acetone, paint thinner, formaldehyde. And so, um, yeah, not every woman is going to get sick from it, but um, a lot of women get sick from it. And a lot of women get breast implant illness and then they're misdiagnosed for years and years and years because these big pharma doctors, they have your medical chart. You fill out every surgery you've had and they never ask you about the breast implants. We actually did like a a podcast, you know, focused on that and we have a little bit more coming up, but it's a pretty common thing and uh, definitely worth looking into. And if there's anybody in the medical industry that's listening to this and has not heard of breast implant illness, please research it. Over time, you know, those, all those particles will leach out. So I think that's kind of, I mean, I'm just postulating some, but I think that's, that could have been what happened. And, and, you know, they kind of got in your bloodstream and that's kind of what was making you sick. Well, whenever you get breast implants, your body naturally forms a capsule around the implant and there, Mm -hmm. it's like a, like a tissue and there's four stages of the capsules and they go by thickness. Now, some women, they go in to get their implants checked or taken out and replaced or whatever, because their boobs get hard and it's really the capsule around it getting hard and crusty and all this stuff. But those are typically not the women that get sick. The women that get sick are like me and the, the tissue around my implants was so paper thin, it's transparent. If you put something with words underneath it, you can read it. And so there was no barrier in between my body and the implant. And those are the women that typically get really sick. And so, and also just to note, breast implants are now black boxed by the FDA. So if you're unaware of what that is, they, that's like the kiss of death in the medical field. They have a warning label on it now, just like a pack of cigarettes. This is basically going to kill you. They shouldn't be on the market. So you said that your body forms a capsule around the implant, right? Okay. Yeah. And, that, and that's really cool. Cause like your body's supposed to do that. Cause it's what it is, it's kind of, it's kind of walling off like something that's formed, you know, that it cannot eliminate. And, you know, I was, I was telling, I was telling this, this student doctor I was studying with the other day, I was telling her, that's what a tumor is. When your body forms like a, a, a wall or a capsule around a substance that it cannot eliminate, that's, that's where you get tumors from. 
Well, I said that's cool. I guess that's not cool, but you know, I'm just saying your body. It's your cool body scientifically that the, the human body reacts that way to try to protect you. That yeah. I, yeah, I agree with it. Breast implant illness, cool, not so much um, because you basically feel like death every day of your life. Um, and I always say, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Not that I have any worst enemies because, of course, I have a sister and she has my back. But <laughs> but um, the, I think the reason why holistic doctors are really hip to what's going on with this is because women like me continually get dis misdiagnosed. That's number one. And then number two, they're like, finally wake up to, well, if the FDA is allowing this to go into women's bodies, I don't trust the FDA. I'm going holistic. Yeah, the FDA allows a lot of poison to go into our bodies. I don't know why people still have faith in these alphabet agencies. I think they're all big money laundering schemes. You know, they steal the money just to pay these bureaucracies and all this. Anybody with a basic understanding of, of biochemistry and, and biology, you don't put things in your body. Like your body has skin to protect your inside environment, you know, and then once something gets inside, your inside defenses are going to be so like robust, kind of like gang warfare. You know, somebody goes into a building and they just get jumped on and stomped and beat to death and all that. So, you know, that's what happens when things get inside your body. I do want to kind of go back. So we we're talking about um, the virus and the viral loads and how all of that happens. And you talked about your internal defense. Um, can you elaborate a little bit more on what you can do to support your internal defense? Okay, so this is a this is a this is a multi-step process. First, first you gotta you gotta stop the bleeding. You gotta stop killing yourself. Like stop poisoning yourself. Okay, so you gotta clean up your diet. Basically, you know, somebody told me a long time ago, if it's in a box, don't eat it. Or if it's, you know, if it's in the middle of the store, don't eat it. You know, and I mean, there's, and there's nuance to all that stuff like that. You know, I still, I still eat oatmeal, you know, and there's, there's evidence that even that's not good for you. But, you know, my thing is if it, if it can grow and die, then yeah, you can, you can probably eat it, you know, cause it's alive, it's living food. But, um, you know, so that's the first thing. The second thing is to make sure, you know, things in your body are, are moving and able to eliminate, you know, so that's, you know, make sure your digestive system is good. You know, you're flushing out all the things that, you know, you didn't need from the food, you know, get rid of it. Um, you know, make sure you're breathing, you're, you're breathing correctly. That's your main tenet of metabolism, breathing. You think about a car, you put gas in the car, right? And then you get exhaust fumes. What is the exhaust fumes? The exhaust fumes are the byproduct of the breakdown of the gasoline. You know, so if you're not breathing correctly, you're gonna be holding on to some things that you probably don't wanna be holding on to. Your temperature is also gonna be higher if you're not breathing correctly. You know, that's why, you know, that's why dogs, you know, they pant, they go, <laughs> they're trying to cool themselves down, you know, cause they don't have sweat glands, allegedly. So, um, you know, make sure you're breathing, make sure you're getting outside, you know, get, get your pores open. So, you know, your, 
you know, your skin, your quote unquote skin can breathe. And, you know, some of these things that are in your skin come out somehow, you know, through sweating, letting the oxygen come in and kill something that, that your body may be trying to eliminate. People that have like skin disorders, it's your body trying to eliminate what's in your bloodstream. It has to come out somehow. You know, you got to ask yourself, why do I have the skin disorder? What did I put inside my body for, you know, my skin to break out? It's complex, but it's simple. It's all cause and effect. What is causing me to do this? What did I put inside my body that I need to get out? You know, and thank God, we thank God that God wrote the program of our bodies to where we don't have to like think about it like, oh, well, let me, let me um, try to um, get rid of this poison. Let me speed up my blood pressure and let me, you know, speed up, you know, all that stuff like that. You know, we don't have to think about it. Our bodies, like God wrote a, the program in our bodies to just go automatically, you know, to do certain things. Like, have you ever told yourself to breathe? Do you tell yourself to breathe at night? Only when somebody says the word breathe do I think about breathing. But you're already Third breathing. Third person on our podcast <laughs> you know that we've interviewed that have talked that has talked about breathing properly. And the last podcast guest, I he is actually a podcaster as well. And so I listened to his podcast and I picked one out of I don't even know how many he has. Probably like I don't know, 50 or something. I don't know. But the one I picked out was episode 12. And it was about breathing. When you breathe properly, you're able to focus better and connect spiritually. Yeah, breathing has a high spiritual significance. You know, um, you know, the the word the word like pneumonia, stuff like pneumonia or the pneumothorax, the word pneuma means spirit in, in Greek, you know, in Coney Greek to where the Bible was translated. You know, the, the word pneuma means spirit and, and spirit is interchangeable with the term breath. You know, so breath is the indication of life. A cancer metabolism, when something destroys your cells capacity to metabolize anything completely, you, you're gonna go to a, an anaerobic metabolism to where you're not using oxygen to, to break down whatever, and you're going to get a high acid buildup. They recognize that as a cancer metabolism. I wouldn't call it a cancer metabolism. I think it's just a growth metabolism. Speaking of the oxygen in the blood, have you um, researched chlorine dioxide at all? It's like an all natural substance that you just, you could put a couple drops in your water and it like, adds oxygen to your bloodstream and like people are having like miraculous testimonies from doing this. Yeah. I mean, that would, that would make sense. You know, if your if your blood is oxygenated, then, you know, you're going to have a lot more energy. And if you have a lot more energy, you're going to have a lot more resources to fight whatever poisons are in your body. A lot of our natural defenses, they use peroxides to destroy poisons or whatever. And peroxides are just something with a lot of oxygen molecules or more oxygen molecules and not on it. You know, that's the chemistry right there. You know, that's interesting that you say that because a while back, I actually watched a video, a nurse or like a holistic nurse teaching the whole class about peroxide. And like, it's so cheap and you could use so little to do so much for so many different ail ailments. Disclaimer, I am not giving medical advice. 
I mean, so what if you are? <laughs> I don't, the feds and stuff like that, even though they give medical advice and they're not qualified. <laughs> the sound police, the sound waves police. Yeah, whatever. Um, hey, if y'all are listening, y'all can kiss my ass. <laughs> you sound like me. I, w- I want to finish your question because I, I never finished about <laughs> Go how ahead. you get better. So um, you, you stop poisoning yourself. You, you breed, you eliminate, and, you know, you eat, and that's that's part of stop poisoning yourself. You have a better mindset. You know, stop worrying about things. You know, worry causes, worry causes your, your immune system to activate, and, you know, because when you're worried, your, your body thinks that you're in danger, and when you're in danger, you need some energy to get out of that danger, and... When you need energy, your body's gonna start breaking down things for energy. And when it starts breaking down things for energy, it starts breaking down, you know, things that you might need, like muscle. Or even even when it starts breaking down fat for energy, which most people don't mind, but you know, we're so poisoned, we we store poisons in our fat cells. And you know, once we start breaking down these fat cells, these poisons are gonna be released into our bloodstream and it's gonna make us quote unquote sick. So, you know, you can do all those three things. You'll make it better than a lot of people will. That was a lot of great information. I mean, but that's, that's great advice. So many people are so quick to take a prescription um, to, to aid something when in reality, they could just stay out the middle of the stove. Y'all. Are you a fan of NAC? It helps your vitamins actually work. What that what that is is uh it's just it's a sulfur, it's like a, it's a sulfur based amino acid, and um you know that's going to help you synthesize glutathione. Glutathione is one of your endogenous antioxidants, and you know when you take stuff like Tylenol or or anything, Tylenol is known to deplete the glutathione. So when you're sick and you give, like when a child is sick and you give them Tylenol, you know, that's kind of going to prolong the the sickness. So I don't know why people do that. That's what I heard. Um, of course, my son was grown already whenever I started learning about, you know, when kids have fever, just let them have the fever because that's their body's natural defense mechanism unless it gets like out of control, like over 104 for X amount of time, then you should maybe do something about it. But, you know, or whatever, but a a lot of holistic moms out there now are, you know, just letting their kids ride it out. That whole fever thing, you know, if they get too hot, then, you know, you can tell them to start breeding, (laughs) breed more and just, you know, try to cool them down get an ice pack, something like that. If you, if you want to do it holistically, if you don't want to go Tylenol. They make it very easy to poison yourself. We t- we've talked about this before when we did toxins and detox with Jeff Rose, how it just, once you start becoming aware to what's in products, um, it's actually infuriating to know that like, that you can just pick something up out of a grocery store, a drugstore, or anything like that. And it's so loaded with things that are toxic for you. You know, whether it's medications, skincare, clothing, 
any and everything, the the bags that they put our um our food in, um, you know, if you were to get some kind of like fast food, the things that are in fast food, it's like again, especially recently, I feel like we live in a house of cards. I agree. Poisoned all around. You know, we have poisoning in our, our waters. Like I live in Houston, our water is crappy, you know, and that's a good way to get sick, drink bad water. And then, you know, the foods that we eat, and it's not even just the things that we eat, the things that we taught are actually good or not. If you look at like mayonnaise and and all these sauces, they all have soybean oil in it. And soybean soybean oil, it it has a high polyunsaturated fatty acid content. And those, they're called PUFAs like in, in literature, in scientific literature, but PUFAs are very unstable and they oxidize quickly. And when you have something in your body that oxidizes, it's going to start breaking down tissue around it. So it's going to start oxidizing other things around it. And that's for, you know, that's why you need antioxidants. So you can neutralize those, those oxidants in your body and whatnot. So you, you won't have all this inflammation. Um, that was one thing that I really enjoyed when you talked about. Would you mind talking about um, antioxidants, where they come from, how it works, and why you need them? Yeah, antioxidants are just something to neutralize an oxidant. And an oxidant is something that causes breakdown in your body. When you eat food, you oxidize it. And okay, so let me back up a little bit. All right, so everything we eat is carbon based, right? So we we have um you know it's a solid it's it's a solid form and it's um you know usually has like hydrogen molecules on it and stuff like that and when we put it in our body our bodies break it down okay so when it breaks down that's when you get oxidation so it breaks down these foods and the final form of this oxidation of carbon is carbon dioxide so when you have things when you have substances in your body that's not supposed to be there, that's causing oxidation, you need an antioxidant to neutralize that. And you know, once you once it's neutralized and it's, you know, it's no, it's pretty much harmless, then your macrophage is gonna come and chew it up. And you know, if your if your body can recycle it to use it, it will. If it can't, it's just gonna go into your it's gonna go into your urinary tract or to your digest digestive tract, and then you're just gonna you're gonna get rid of that. But antioxidants are found in nature, um, you know, fruits. Basically, um, you know, everybody's familiar with like citrus. Even leafy greens have a lot of vitamin C in it. Like broccoli has a lot of vitamin C. There are other antioxidants that your body naturally makes. One of them is bilirubin. Bilirubin is responsible for the jaundice that is found in a newborn baby when they're born. But, um, you know, people think that it's a bad thing, but it's a natural thing because when the mother is under a lot of stress and, you know, during her pregnancy, the baby is going to kind of like, it's going to show in the, in the newborn baby. So the baby's going to be a, a little bit yellow, but that's just, the natural, that's just the baby trying to protect itself from all this, you know, toxic bombardment and, and whatnot. So if you, if you want to have a baby without jaundice, 
it's good to supplement with vitamin C throughout the pregnancy, allegedly, since I can't give medical advice and all that. <laughs> and then also, um, I mean, this goes without saying, also, it's, it's also good for the baby and the mother not to get impregnated by a scumbag, because that's going to cause more stress in the pre pregnancy and throughout the life of the baby and the mother. This is where men come in. You know, men, people want to marginalize men in the whole pregnancy thing. But, you know, a woman wouldn't get pregnant if it wasn't for us, okay? So for all the men that are listening to this, if you're going to impregnate somebody, make sure it's somebody that you really like and want to take care of. Because when a woman is pregnant, she's, she's really vulnerable. And throughout the pregnancy, she's going to need you to really, you know, calm that, you know, calm that, um, that stress that her body's going through, you know, rub her shoulders, rub her feet. You know, that's that's when the, you know, real lover boy kicks in, you know, just just be sweet throughout the pregnancy, you know, and and it's actually a really good time to bond. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. that's just my hypothesis. That's definitely uh, great advice to, you know, you have your whole life to make things about you. And, you know, if you have a baby on the way, you have uh, approximately, you know, let's just say eight months to to just live your life where it's really not about you. Um, because you need to take care of the person who's taking care of another person that's not here yet. So that's good advice. It's funny. People are going to hear this. They're going to call me a simp and stuff, but it's okay. That's quite all right. But that does conclude part one with you today, Obi. Thank you so much for being here and talking with us about the science of life. It's definitely been insightful, and we for sure cannot wait to have you back on for part two, where we'll be talking about faith. Thanks for being here. Remember, you can save $5 at checkout on TrumpLung7.com using our discount code LSS, as in Louisiana Sister Squad. Before you go, hit follow and share with a friend. Wake up to a new episode of Louisiana Sister Squad podcast every Tuesday.